Shalom everybody, we're continuing with where we left off in Rav Nossin's Likutei Alachot, the discourse on the laws of giving thanks, Hilchot Bekat Hoda'ah, Halachavav, number six, this is in section Orachayim, paragraph number four, we're approximately seven-tenths into this paragraph. Just a quick uh, summary and like... Uh, like step back a little just to see the perspective of what Ravnosin is trying to get into. Ravnosin is now dissecting the Thanksgiving offering, the Korban Toda, which came with 40 loaves of different types of bread. Four types of wheat product, bread product, in four different formats, 10 of each. Three being made in matzah format, different formats but matzah. And the fourth one, the last ten, being made of chametz. The first three categories, the first 30 of these 40 loaves, Rav Nossin shows how they re- represent stages re- re- um, expressed by Rabbi Nachman in Lesson 24 of how one person can elevate the malchut, ele- be elevated and saved from the evil forces, bringing out joy, leading to thanksgiving, the miracles that happen to a person, in order for them eventually to give thanks. And all miracles involve leaving evil. In other words, being saved from the domain of evil and entering levels of holiness. In, in this lesson, Rabbi Nachman goes into, if you want to say, three levels, okay, which are going upwards. Those are reflected in the idea of matzah, First of all, why is this connected to food at all? Why is this connected and hinted to in the loaves of bread? So he explained Rav Nosin that food is the representation of the mind, of da'at, of wisdom, which is basically what's happening here. So when a person is saved from a danger, a person escapes evil and is elevated, what is elevated actually is a person's awareness of Hashem. Their awareness is enhanced. Okay, that's what we're looking for, that a person can perceive the, the infinite light, the or in self. That's the whole idea and goal of this lesson. So since food is the main responsible uh, activity in this world, thing in this world that brings the person that, because when you eat food, you consume food, it becomes a part of you. That's what which inflames the mind to be able to continue to grow and to think you need food to survive, to join the neshama with the body. Fine. So with that in mind, the first 30 loaves of bread correspond to matzah, and that matzah connotes holiness, leaving evil, going upwards. Chametz, leavened bread on the other hand, is exact opposite direction. It's going from up, down, because like Rabbi Nachman says in this lesson, if a person keep on, keeps on going up and up and up and up, he'll disappear. There has to be a block, a bounce, a wall bouncing a person back downwards, enabling a person to settle his mind. And with that settling the mind, he's able to perceive the divine infinite light, even though it's unattainable. That's like two contradictions. Yet Rabbi Nachman teaches when a person properly sanctifies himself and is able to then bounce and accept the bounce and go back down, but this time with such strong faith and through a buildup of matzah, a buildup of proper concentration and consciousness, then a person, when he bounces back from such a scenario, he is able to create vessels to perceive the divine light. 
all this is connected to giving thanks because the whole key for this lesson Rabbi Nachman teaches is being happy. And happiness, an expression of happiness is giving thanks. When do you give thanks to Hashem? When you're happy that something amazing happened in life. Like in this case of the halacha, of the four type of people who have to give thanks, they were saved from danger. So there's a joy here that they were saved from the danger and it leads to them giving thanks, okay? In this context of this lesson, that giving thanks, which is reflecting joy, is the key how a person escapes the evil and goes up. It's like the idea of matzah. The 30 loaves of matzah are representing that knowledge, awareness, as a result of joy. Here now, the fourth group is chametz. And this is where Rav Nosa now is dissecting and opening up for us now. We explained already the beginning introductory ideas of Egypt and the idea of chametz being forbidden in Egypt. Rav Nosa now continues with that, and he's going to get back eventually to the Korban Toda, which is why we got into this concept of Egypt and why Hametz is forbidden in the first place. So he says like this, Rav Nassim. Since the Jews in Egypt received the light of the redemption, all due to what's called Itaruta Dil'ela, an arousal from above. In other words, they didn't do something to earn the redemption. Because the earning is in the category of chametz, where you wait and settle the mind, settle the brain, and then with the settling of the mind, you're able to receive this light of the keter, which he said, Rav Nassim earlier, is where the redemption came from. The 50th gate, 50th level of holiness, is representative of the 50th of the keter, the idea of the highest sphere, okay? They weren't yet ready on their side to build up to that because if they would wait any longer they were such in such danger the impurity in Egypt was so strong it would have just sucked them in uh, totally and forever permanently so for that not to happen Hashem in His kindness sent a light to the Jewish people above their level without the Chametz attitude and let them go out that's what he's saying here now Rav Nosin. because of this the Jews had to leave quickly out of Egypt because if they would wait, they weren't ready for chametz. They can have the mentality of chametz in order to earn the redemption. Because they were in danger. So they had to leave super fast, which is the idea of matzah. Where in matzah, for example, we don't wait. It's unleavened. It's not leavened. It's unleavened, meaning there's no time for air sockets to sink into the bread, the water and flour mixture. This is why we're forbidden to eat chametz, leavened bread products, wheat products, grain products on Pesach. And the prohibition is very, very severe. Because it's forbidden for a person to quote-unquote sour, leaven his mind, at all, so long as his mind has not been settled and restructured and organized, which is the idea of waiting, the idea of chametz. That idea, we didn't have that in Egypt. So because we didn't have that attitude, in, that, that, that perspective, that ma'ala, that advantage, that level in Egypt, so chametz is totally forbidden when, the, when going through the exodus of Egypt. Okay? Because the mind is not yet settled in order to be able to accept the gear shift of chametz. And why is it connected with food? What's the mind have to do with food? Because like we said earlier, 
And as it was mentioned earlier, the mind of a person is based on their food. That's why Pesach is so associated with the eating. Pesach, where we're looking to receive the Torah, it's a preparation for Shavuot. The goal is that our minds should be sanctified and purified in receiving the Torah on Shavuot. So because of that, the eating has a major, major role. Since the mind in Egypt was not yet ready, so too the eating has to match that mentality and attitude of the mind in consciousness. For that reason, chametz was forbidden during Pesach, the actual Pesach event. And so too every year where we relive that experience where now our mind is not yet settled and organized to receive anew the Torah and Shavuot. So in that context, we are forbidden totally even today to eat chametz during the seven days of Pesach, of, of Pesach for the same reason. Furthermore, it's understood why eating Chametz food is forbidden, even though we're talking about the mind, like we just said. He said, he says something amazing, Rav Nosson. He says, in particular, since the whole redemption of, from Egypt, for, for the, the redemption of Egypt, the Jews had to do, go through that in order to rectify the sin of the first man, primordial man, Adam Arishon. Like the Arizal says this in Priyat Chaim. Chagas Amatzot, chapter number one, the Arizal goes into this, that the whole mission of the Jews going down to Egypt was to begin the rectification of the sin of Adam Arishon, where he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He ate, and that eating poisoned his mind, right? That his sin, his transgression was that he ate from the tree of knowledge, the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Which the eating, the partaking of the fruit of the true knowledge and good and evil at that Friday when Adam was created, it was an idea of a forbidden, prohibited type of eating, similar to chametz. That when a person has a forbidden eating taking place, and you are what you eat, your mind becomes influenced from what you eat, so through the, for, the forbidden eating, one blemishes the mind, the da'at, very much. To the point where a person enters by not having proper food, this applies to even non-kosher food, this applies to chametz on Pesach, this applies to eating food you're not supposed to eat, exact, uh, even if it's kosher technically, like eating on Yom Kippur, any for, prohibited, forbidden eating, causes a person's mind to enter the realm of philosophical, atheistic investigation, God forbid, that it's forbidden to enter in, that, in those sections of wisdom, of philosophy. In order that a person should not leave the parameters and boundaries of holiness by eating the forbidden foods, and thus his mind being exposed to foreign ideologies. That all this is the idea of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The admixture of good and evil is so intense, is so like by a hair's breadth, that a person can easily slip into forbidden ideologies that will just take him away from the belief of Hashem. And he won't be able to come out afterwards, even if he tries to. And now since the whole festival of Pesach is that we have to fix this. We're, we're working on Pesach every year to fix the mind, to purify the mind, to be a basis strong, ready to receive the Torah and Shavuot every year. 
Al ken ikar kedushato b'inyan achila shetzichin lechol matzah. That is why, like we said earlier, the essence of the holiness of the festival of Pesach is regarding eating food matters that we have to eat specifically matzah on Pesach. That's the whole thing here. Vechametz isuro chamur meod and chametz its prohibition is very severe because we're looking to fix the mind of a person, the mind of a Jew, to purify and cleanse the mind to get ready to receive the Torah. The person is lacking, like every year reliving, re-going through Egypt. So we are lacking the structuring and organizing of the mind, at least vis-a-vis the new level seeked to be attained this year by every Jew, whether individually or as a nation in total. What Hashem has in store for every Jew individually and as a nation for the whole world on Shavuot, okay? So vis-a-vis that, we don't have yet the right mindset. Our mind is not yet organized and structured at all for that level, to accept chametz attitude when we are lacking this ability. For this reason, it's forbidden to sour the mind at all during the festival of Pesach, and it's reflected in eating soured, leavened food, specifically the five grains, which are the main essence of the nourishment of mankind.